have a very special guest with us today. Now, uh, Tia Carrera, everybody knows you from years and years of being in this years business. Years and years, years and years. And years. years. But um, some people say your name Carrera. Some say Carrera. How do you pronounce your last name? I am not picky. I will respond to, hey, you. You know, I'm, I'm, I got no pride. I've so, been in this town too long. Yeah. So, because I, I say um, uh, Tia Carrere. Carrere. Tia Carrere. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, but don't, if someone hollers out of a window, yo, Slim, do not turn around. <laughs> I just take it from me. Sadly, that's never happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, where are you walking these days? That's the big question. <laughs> that's not where I'm walking. <laughs> I'm sort of like ambling, kind of rolling. Yes. Now, yeah, uh, we had never met before we started working on this show together. I, you know, I've been told, like, I, I guess we know people in common. Uh-huh. I was like, like you're going to love RuPaul. Oh, yeah. he's so wonderful. And I was like, yeah, I feel like, you know, we would like each other. And and when I met you, it was just sort of... Uh, per- it was... Kismet. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. We worked very well together. We, we, Of course, the job we're talking about is AJ and the Queen, which is a Netflix show that I guess by the time uh, this airs, we will have um, announced the date. Yes. That All it's hail on. the Queen. All hail the Queen. AJ and the Queen. It'll be... Uh, uh, streaming on January 10th. And I, I gotta tell you, on Tia, Netflix, on Netflix, I have seen every episode and you are marvelous. Oh my goodness. Stop. You're going to make me cry. Well, it's a role of a lifetime. It really is because you're funny. You're a bad guy in it and you are hilarious. I have not seen anything, so I'm just taking your word for it. I'm yeah. just, it I was sticking my neck out there. You really, you really are. I you mean, really there is are. no top. It's like there's over the top, and I went even way past that. <laughs> I have no idea what I did in this. So now, so had you have you ever done a role? Have you ever played a bad guy before? I love playing bad guys. Yeah. Um, uh, I actually there was another movie that I was offered, and I was like, ah, you know, I don't want to play the lead. I want to play the bad guy. Uh-huh. I played uh, Juno Skinner in True Lies. That's right. Um, which was a bad guy, which That's is awesome. Right. Um, but I love playing villains. They're fun. You get to, yeah. you know, in real life, you have to be so polite and nice uh-huh. and demure and, you know, reserved. And then you ah, yeah. just do whatever you want when you're the crazy evil person. How did you learn to access that part of yourself? Did you study acting? Um, I got my first job being discovered in a grocery store in Waikiki in Hawaii. Really? So I had my first movie I did. I had no idea what I was doing. But then I moved to Los Angeles and started studying like, 10 to 12, 1 to 4, and 7 to 10 every day for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just the luck of the draw for my first job. Wait, so someone, someone, um, would you get that, Alex? Oh. Someone's at the door. Um, so someone, you're in a grocery store, and someone <laughs> said, hey, you, kid, uh, you want to be in pictures? Exactly. That's what happened. I was um, born and raised in Honolulu, Hawaii, and I was shopping in a grocery store right after doing a modeling shoot. And a producer's mother and father approached me and said, darling, you're gorgeous. You'd be perfect for the lead in my son's film. Yeah. I'm it- like, what? Huh? What? I never did anything like this before. And so uh, it was just a matter and of And you luck. did that movie? I did that. I went in and I read for this woman named Carol Jones, and she was the... Uh, 
casting director that did uh, Karate Kid. Uh-huh. So she'd work with, you know, people that hadn't really worked that much before. And So wait, so they sent you to L.A. to read with No, her? she was there in she Hawaii, there. Uh-huh. and they were looking for a girl. And, yep, who's what's going on at the door? No, they're getting, uh, we, we, they're sending some more chairs in here. So they were looking for a local girl in Hawaii. And what was the name of that movie? It, I, this movie has gotten so much press for me. <laughs> it's like nobody's ever seen it. It's on VHS. Uh-huh. It never even made it over to DVD. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's it's a movie called Aloha Summer. Uh-huh. Life is fine in 59. <laughs> 1959, it was a period piece, and it was like rated G almost. I mean, wow. I don't know why they called it a PG, because there was nothing bad in it at all. It was just yeah. a bunch of guys that go to Hawaii in 1959, and the Caucasian Casanova falls in love with a shy local Hawaiian girl, uh-huh. which is me. Yeah. And uh, all they do was stand there and look pretty and sad and yeah. reserved and, you know. And so if you were to watch that today, what uh, what would you say... What would Tia say to that young girl in that movie? What was she not doing that you would have done today in that role? Oh, geez. I mean, you know, it was the it was the right part meeting the right person at the right time. I was a shy local Hawaii girl that, you know, would have been, uh, you know, insecure and and it was it's a it's a. Uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet story. So yeah. it was, you know, my brother and my boyfriend didn't like each other and it was this thing like that. And yeah. it was, you know, I don't want to dishonor my family. And, you know- Were you is, any good in it? I don't know. I just made pretend the best as I could. Yeah. Um, I think I was okay. I, I was certainly not great, but, uh-huh. um, you know, it was a valiant first effort. It could have been a lot worse. And and you but, got the bug. Had you aspirations for show business before? I know you were modeling, but I did was you? singing. I always wanted to be a singer. Wow! And I, uh, I you know, I, I subsequently worked with a, a partner of mine that I was playing with when I was fourteen, and we've done four Hawaiian records, and I won two Grammys with him. You're kidding now, me! Now thirty years later, yeah, you yeah. have two Grammys. Uh, yeah, see, we we didn't work enough on set. We didn't even get to talk about stuff. Yeah, I have two Grammys for my Hawaiian music. Oh my goodness! And um, yeah, so I'll maybe I'll have a live show again soon, and. I wonder if you'll come, Rue. Well, hopefully, you know, if there's a second February. season, a, a second season of uh, AJ and the Queen, uh, you know, you'll be doing some musical numbers in oh, there. Oh my! Oh, <laughs> that would be fabulous. Yeah. Well, from Lady Danger, she'll be in a, a like a dingy sort of like hostess <laughs> bar, you know, yeah. real down market, like singing something really raunchy. Yeah, that's that's your character. Your character's called Lady Danger. <clears throat> yes. And uh, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But you said you. You are performing in February in Los Angeles. Um, I, I'm I've, I'm still working on the act, but yeah, I'm thinking in February. That's uh, I'm that's gonna right around the corner. I know, I know. I have all my songs together. I was trying to figure out how to approach it, so it's going to be me, a violin, a cello, piano, and percussionist. So small, at, intimate show. Small, intimate show. You know, they do shows over at the Catalina Bar and Grill. Yes, yes. Have you thought of that? Um, it's That's a pretty big room. That's like 300 seats. That's nothing. I like vibrato. Yeah, I love I that I love place. vibrato and the sound is beautiful. Except when people are like are at the bar. Are eating and, and, and clinking <laughs> their glasses. Yeah. Uh, vibrato is a, 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 
a bar and restaurant and performance space that Herb Alpert owns of uh, A&M Records and the Tijuana Brass. Yes, and his and daughter's running yes, it. Yes, his daughter runs it. it. It's yeah. a great place. It's right here in Los Angeles in Beverly Hills. It's wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, right. So, um, f- so you got the bug after uh, Aloha Baby. Uh, Aloha. <laughs> was that what it was called? That's what I was, an Aloha Baby. <laughs> um, but it was a, a movie called Aloha Summer. And then Aloha Summer. got cast in that and moved to Los Angeles with yeah. my Screen Actors Guild card. I had no idea how lucky I was because yeah. it's hard to get that. It certainly it's is. It's like Catch-22. It's like you can't be in a movie without a SAG card and you can't get a SAG card without being in a movie. Exactly. And and it's by design. I, I figured that they've they made it like that so that people who were just, you know, not really serious about the whole thing would have to actually earn it, you know? Mm-hmm. You know how I got my SAG card? How did you get your SAG card? I got my SAG card from appearing on... The Arsenio Hall <gasps> Show. I was on Arsenio. Yep. Woo, 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 That's woo. right. You were promoting uh, uh, Rising, Wayne's World. Rising Sun, I think. I don't I don't think I was on a show till Rising Sun. Huh. That What's Rising? Oh, whoa, yes, Wesley Rising Snipes Sun. Yes. and Sean Connery. That's right. Yeah, big oh controversy God. because uh, the Asian community was, you know, kind of up at arms with it, with the representation. But it was sort of more about corporate intrigue and, you know, the mysterious... Far Eastern, you know, versus the Western mindset. So because it cast Asians in a bad light? Um, It was sort of, we were the bad guys in the movie. Um, But, you know, I I, I was just like, I was a good guy. And I was, you know, in the basement computer whiz, Jingo Asakuma that was, you know, doing some sleuthing with Wesley and Uh and Sean. Yes. That I can call Sean Connery Sean. Did you have scenes with Sean? Yeah, I was his, I was his secret Lover. Oh my goodness. He was oh my, my backdoor man. <laughs> ah, that's what they called him in the movie. He was my backdoor man. I'm like, well, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, he's got a reputation for being kind of a womanizer. He likes the ladies. I was very, very charismatic. Very, very charismatic. Yes. Oh my lovely, God. lovely guy. And that voice, that the cadence of his voice is so beautiful. Oh, I was like, hi, hi, um, Mr. Connery. I'm I'm Tia Carrera. I'm playing Jingo Asakuma. He goes, of course you are. Of course I am. Of course I am. I'm an idiot. I'm going to go sit in the corner and I'm going to crawl into the fetal position because I'm a fool. I'm I'm nothing at your feet. I'm over here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm me and you're you. Oh, no. I'm sure he didn't mean it that way. I'm sure he meant it in the loveliest way. No, no, he did. Who directed that? Um, Philip Kaufman. Oh, Philip uh, Kaufman. The yeah, right big, stuff. Yes. Yeah, Oscar nominated. Wow, wow. So, um, and then w- that or was Oscar before winning. Wayne's World or after Wayne's World? That was after Wayne's World. So it was right. Wayne's World, True Lies, Rising Sun. Yeah, wow. Do you have a favorite director you've worked with? Oh, geez. Because True Lies is, is Cameron, is um, John Jim Cam- Cameron. Jim Cameron, is that True who Lies? did that? Yeah. 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 I mean, I've just... I've had the good fortune of working with some amazing people right up to MPK, Michael Patrick King, uh, who brought the funny out in me and made me braver and more daring than I've ever been on film. Yes. So it's, it's just, it's a tapestry of, of experiences that we put together at the, you know, in a career as with the length and breadth that we have. I think we're, I think why we're, we we really resonated with each other is we're both survivors yeah. of a very long and you know illustrious uh, period of time in in, in uh, careers. It's it's been very hard to maintain thirty five years That's in a career. That's like 
like 157, you know, years and actress years. You're absolutely right. Because usually people, um, they used to say years ago that if someone has a hit record, they could work, if it's a number one, a big, big record, they could work for about five, uh, for seven years. But I think that's now these days is probably down to five if they don't have another hit. Now for actors... I think it's probably less. It's 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 for not, actresses. It's um, particularly yes, cruel. You have your right. sweet spot, and that's it. And yeah. you know, beyond your physical beauty, it's it's a very unforgiving business. And you see the carnage, you yeah. know, on the uh, you know behind real Hollywood stories or whatever the hell they have on TV, yeah. you know. And it's it's sad because you have to learn how to create a life outside of a business that chews you up and spits you out, whether it's five years later, three years later, you know, one show later. Sure. Why do you think you've been able to survive? Uh, and is it luck? Is it talent? Is it uh, perseverance? Um, I always make the joke that I'm not qualified to do anything else. Um, even McDonald's turned me down. <laughs> True story. I was 15 and they wouldn't let me work for them because you had to be 16. But this is the only job I've ever had. Wow. Wow. Why do you think you've been able to last so long? Um, I think because I experienced life through this work, this creative work, and it, it, it fulfills a part of my soul, um, getting to tell stories and, and, and it's like I experience life in a way that I wouldn't be able to access out in real life because mm-hmm. in real life you're so guarded mm-hmm. or maybe I've learned to be very guarded and very strong and very, you know, armor around me. And, um, through being creative, it softens me mm-hmm. and it makes me emotional and it makes me trusting in a way that I, I've been, you know, you, you you don't you're not a woman, a fifty two year old woman, an actress in mm-hmm. Hollywood, mm-hmm. Um, standing on her own two feet without building up some callus around sure. you. Absolutely. And um, there's something about being a character or singing or whatever. It just opens up my soul. And yeah. you know, like we we're talking about you exposing yourself and your soul in this character, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's scary, but it's it's like it just lights you up and yeah, well, you know, I'm, makes I'm, you feel in a different way than you, you know, you don't trust out in the world Yeah, because you might get hurt. Well, I'm interested just because watching you and I've seen every episode of AJ and the Queen and you go there, you are fearless <laughs> in your ability to, um, you know, uh, to, to go there in, in, in a ways that the, your character is, it's, it's a bad guy mm-hmm. and, but it's a funny bad guy and <laughs> you go over the top. You go over the top. I fully trusted MPK. um, And, you know, he's a master at that dancing, that tap dancing over that line of absolutely absurd and over the top, but humanizing and grounded in reality. And the character's reality is that Lady Danger started somewhere and she started at the bottom and she clawed her way up and damn it, she deserves to have the best. She deserves to have that. And if she wants that, then how dare you get in her way? Yeah. And I think there's part of that in me that I really identified with. And I didn't come from, you know, this fancy background. I came from an area where there are holes in the walls of the houses that, you know, rotting structures that are still there that were there when I was a child. And Mm -hmm. it's not, 
you know, the roads are all unkempt and it's somehow I got out of that neighborhood and (laughs) made it to Hollywood and, you know, do what I do. This is unbelievable, but it was not without its toll. And, you know, I I just sort of selectively emphasized the horrible, rotten, terrible things and Uh just put them all into lady danger (laughs) and put them into the, to the ground, those stilettos that she wore, you know? Well, I want to ask you about Hawaii and growing up there, but but uh, earlier I, I, I talked about um, how you were able to access those areas of your life. You did the holes, the the, the sort of grungy scrappy. parts, the scrappy. How, as an actor, uh, how do you, without judging it, how are you able to access that? Because most of us try, protect ourselves from that and from letting it out, and we protect ourselves from uh, uh, letting other people see it because we're afraid that we'll be judged for it. You know what I mean? So, um, oh, yeah. Well, I'm a, you know what? I'll have you think about that. We're going right. to take a break real quick. You guys have heard me talk about natural deodorant. I swear by it. It's the only thing that I use. It's the only thing that I wear. And I'm telling you, it works. I'm telling you, you do not have to put that poison into your body. Native can even hang with your workout or your busy mom life like myself for 16 hour days. Test it out, try it, see what it does for you because I can tell you what it's done for me. Now people love native deodorant. They have over 8,000 five-star reviews. You can check them out on the Today Show, Women's Health, Elle Magazine, Good Morning America. It goes on and on. Less is more with native deodorant. They have fewer, simpler ingredients, so you know everything that is in their deodorant, and that is so important, and it's worth it, because aluminum has been linked to some serious health ramifications. The studies are out there. You can read about them. Although native is priced at a slight premium when compared to conventional deodorants, it's safe and effective, and there's something for everyone. Native comes in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women, plus they release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. They also offer unscented formulas and baking soda-free formulas for those with sensitivities. My daughter, Lily, swears by natural deodorant um, and uses the, the, she has sensitive skin, so she uses the unscented and baking soda-free formula. Super important that there's stuff out there for everybody, and Native has you covered. Classic deodorant scents include my favorite, which is coconut and vanilla, and by the way, that's the most popular scent, so I guess I'm just following the crowd. Lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. No risk to try. I'm telling you, once you do it, Give it a chance. You'll never go back. They offer free returns and exchanges in the USA. If you subscribe, you can save 17%, $2 per stick, and have Native conveniently delivered to your door every one, two, three, or four months. So 20% off your first purchase. I know you've been waiting for it. This is how you get it. Visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code RUE during checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com, promo code RU. This fabulous episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Making a website has never been easier. You can make a gorgeous website in minutes using their beautiful templates and simplistic drag and drop platform. When you are ready to purchase a plan, get 10% off with the offer code RUE. Yeah, we take care of you. That's squarespace.com, offer code RU. We are back with uh, Tia Carrera, who's my co-star in AJ and the Queen, which is on Netflix, starts streaming on January 10th. We're talking about her character, Lady Danger, who is a real scene stealer in this show. Funny, dangerous, uh, you know, risk-taking as an actor. I mean, just going there. Just oh boy, oh boy. going there. <laughs> now, I showed you the trailer hot just mess. now. Hashtag hot mess. <laughs> 
I just showed you the trailer. Uh, 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 and I think you were just, we were in one scene together? We were in, two, were we at, wait, wait, let me think. Yeah, we were ships missing in yeah. in, in the dark. It's yeah. hilarious. We actually only had one scene together, but we're always like, and Rue exits and Lady right. Danger comes in. That's and right. So it was always just, I was just hot on your heels. That's, That's right. funny. Yeah, yeah. I'd but of course you. we hung out on set. We and hung stuff, out on but... set and stuff, but yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we're talking about your career and being able to access that those emotional parts of yourself that we as humans are taught to sort of push that down. Protect. But as actors, uh, you know, you, you want to access that. How have you, how did you learn to access those emotions? Well, I had a wonderful acting coach who's no longer with us. He passed away a few years ago, but his name is Mark Spiegel. And he was my coach. And I was with a very small group of people that moved to Los Angeles and we all became actors by hook or by crook. And um, we studied every day, 10 to 12, 1 to 4, 7 to 10, in his little tiny upstairs, uh, you know, acting class on La Brea and Sunset, upstairs mm -hmm. from Mashti Malone uh -huh. um, ice cream shop. Um, and it was just by repetition and trusting in the process of making pretend and stripping away all, you know, the artifice and all the posturing and all the self-protection. And it's just by doing it and being open to criticism, mm -hmm. you know, getting uh, comments from people in the class, getting, you know, you know, support and criticism from your, from your acting coach and, and going back and just, you can't hit it out of the park every time, but mm -hmm. you just keep trying and doing and, and exposing yourself, you know, and, and, and then you become less and less afraid of the judgment, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, and of course I've been doing this a long time mm -hmm. at this point. Um, and it's just taking yourself back all those exercises, the acting class exercises, you know, the rehearsals or whatever. It's just to get us back to being, a child mm -hmm. in the playground committing to cowboys and Indians, cowboys mm -hmm. and Native Americans, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, cops and robbers. And, you know, kids are fully invested in that. Yeah. And their, their imagination just goes with it. And they're not worried about looking pretty or looking skinny or, yeah. you know, looking cool or they're they're committed you are a robber and i'm gonna take you down yeah yeah, yeah you know yeah. and it's just getting to that stripping away all of this politeness and uh, yeah everything well, to get to that that was funny watching uh the kid who plays aj Izzy oh she's G. wonderful everything oh, that wait. came out of her mouth oh, can we say her oh yeah she's a kid she's it's a, a kid ki it's a kid yeah, it's a kid <laughs> it's a kid uh, they 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 them they, them, them. they. <laughs> <laughs> she She's, um, uh, everything that comes out of her mouth, she believes it. She believes it. And I, when I saw the, the footage later, I was like, oh my goodness. She really believes what she's saying. She talks like a 1940s <gasps> Chicago gangster. She does. And yeah. that disconnect with this little kid uh -huh. with a mouth and an attitude like that, <laughs> gangster. Like, so... What an amazing actor. Oh, my goodness. So speaking of children and childhoods, what was it like growing up in Hawaii? I go there on vacation, you know, every couple of years. Um, how different is it to grow up there? <clears throat> yeah, you should get to bust open a water. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. We have everything at our yeah. disposal over there. Yes. <laughs> um, 
growing on, up on I mean, Honolulu. I grew up in Honolulu, yeah. Hawaii. Uh, but like I said, I grew up in a uh, mostly immigrant area, um, s- sort of lower income area. It's not the Hollywood descendants right. version of Hawaii. It's not Waikiki at all. It's a, about an hour away by two bus rides. Really? You know? What's well, the not town? an hour, like 45 minutes. What's the town called? It's called Kalihi. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, you know, back when I was growing up, it was uh, public housing, um, you know, incarceration <laughs> rates. Uh, there's a prison right down the street. You're kidding. It's, uh, no, no, it's 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 a pretty tough area. And, and I, I always make the joke that it's uh, where Dog the Bounty Hunter did some of his best work. <laughs> so, it's a true story. True story. I'm like, oh no, he's in my neighborhood again. Oh, this is really bad PR. Bad for the property values. Um, but uh, but you know, it's I I always go back home. It's sort of a touchstone. I go to that neighborhood and I look at my old house and I just think, wow, yeah, what a journey I've been on, mm-hmm. and um, so grateful because you know. It's, 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 uh, I have to pinch myself, the places yeah. I've been, the people I've got to meet, yeah. you know, being here with you. It's, it's incredible. It's a great ride. So when you left, um, after that first movie, you never came back. You just lived in Hollywood since then. Yeah. I, I mean, I was all in. I actually, there was a period I moved to Hollywood with a guy that ended up stealing all my money. Yay! <laughs> how, how romantic. I think we all need one of those things. I was basically homeless. Oh. I had to live in the hallway. Fortunately, I had a great agent, modeling agent, and I said, I don't have a place to live. I know you have you know, model apartments. Can I stay there? She said, the, all the bedrooms are full, yeah. but the hallway between the two bedrooms is available. Yeah. So I um, stayed did, in the... How long did you stay in the hallway? Um. <laughs> Did you stay in the hallway <laughs> like a piece of trash? Um, I was, I don't know, like three, six months, something until I wow. earned enough money to put first, last, and deposit down on a $600 a month apartment. Yeah. So wow. and build my way back up. And I was working on a soap opera, yeah. uh, General Hospital. I was making like 150 grand a year back in like 1984. And I had wow. nothing. What? But, nothing. But, oh, okay. So 100 and something grand a year. And this is what the boyfriend stole? In 1984. Stole? That's what he stole? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. D- wow. uh, note to self, uh, no joint accounts. Ah, <laughs> That's yeah. a really bad move. Yeah, it's too bad. See, yeah. Judge Judy wasn't on the air back then. Oh, so, she could have helped me. Well, you know. She could help this little Hawaiian girl she out. She preaches every every day on there. You never open a joint checking account, and especially if you're not married. Mm-hmm. But uh, even if you're married. Well, not like, when you're 17 and your boyfriend's twice as old as you and uh, he's super sketchy. Did you ever? see him again oh goodness no no wow never saw him again wow no never, never heard of Thank him God. again i i've yeah. heard a little here but it's like it's uh he yeah. got his yeah better to be firmly in my rearview mirror yeah yeah but you know that which does not destroy us yes only makes us more fabulous today yeah no you know um what what have you learned about men <laughs> since then what have you learned about men oh. I don't know. I'm a, I've got a hard head. I know what's wrong with me. Um, well, that first thing, no joint accounts. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, for me, 
the difficulty was in believing in myself and knowing and acknowledging and honoring when I knew something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And now I have this very strong and strident, like, that is wrong. Mm -hmm. How dare you? Mm -hmm. You do not, you know, cross that line. Um, and that was very muddy for me back then. And I, that's why I got taken advantage of, um, but, you know, all the psychological things like, you know, parents divorce, you know, n- not a solid foundation to, you know, to uh, believe in yourself. Oh, you know, it's textbook. So, sure. you know, 30 years of therapy later, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, I've come to some realizations. And I think uh, that's why it's very hard um, to come into Hollywood, which is a very confusing place until you have a very strong sense of yourself. Otherwise you can be taken advantage of. Yeah. And you have children. I have one. One. She's uh, 14, Uh Bianca. Uh And so what do you, what do you tell Bianca? What, how do you, how do you uh, get her prepared for um, situations that could happen? Like what happened to you? Well, it's, it, uh, it's a very complex world that they're growing up in now with the social media. And I'm seeing this in her looking at a girl and going, why is she so much prettier than me? Why mm. is she so much thinner than me? Oh and goodness. you know, that kind of headset mindset. And, um, that's why I didn't want her to become an actress. I'm like, I don't want you coming to me at age 10 saying, does this make my butt look big? Yeah, you know, yeah. um, which was kind of a joke, but it's, it's come to pass that it's in your phone now it's in yeah. your face. And that comparison, um, I don't know. It's, I just keep reinforcing with her. It's like beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. Um, beauty is not the most important thing mm-hmm. in a person either. Um, uh, reinvo- reinforcing, you know, her gifts and her talents and you are good enough. You are strong enough and doggone it. People like you, yeah. you know, that's yeah. that all, but Stuart Smalley. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's a hard world for kids to grow up in now because, uh, all of this information is coming into a little device in your hand and it's rewiring your brain yeah. to see it in a different way. Yeah. Um, so well, it's, it's know, a complex time for I, everybody. I can't imagine having a, a kid. I really can't because I don't know where I would start with, um, with it. Cause you have to counter, you have to counterbalance all of this negative energy that mm-hmm. they don't think is negative. You, you know, it's negative because it's saying you're not really clean unless you're zestfully clean, you know, it's <laughs> all of that. Yeah. But they it's take an it idealized, they, exactly. uh, aspirational view of the world. It's yeah. like, you know, like the real housewives, they roll out of bed in the morning with their hair done and their makeup fully <laughs> on, you know, and, and of course a mom at home can't possibly live up to that. Right. So is she less than, yeah. you know, it's, it twists you and you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard. And I feel for her and it's, I can't take the confusion away. I can't take the pain away, but you know, just lead by example and try to be as grounded and as real and as <sighs> impervious to those, you know, slings and arrows as you can be. I don't know. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't have the secret weapon cause she's suffering, you know, the same as every other kid. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, she's, she's almost the age you were when you, um, left home. I left home at 17. Yeah. 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 Is she want to be in the business? No, thankfully she has no designs on it. It's because it's confusing enough for her just looking at the Instagram yeah. or the TikTok or whatever they're doing these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. What does she she's, she's, 
she likes computers. Uh-huh. And, you know, she's been in computer coding class. She loves animation and art. So maybe she'll work for Disney. Yeah. You know, I did yeah. Lilo and Stitch. I'll, maybe I'll call, make some f- few calls over there. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you've done so much, so many, so many jobs over the years. Um, you know, uh, we, we named a few. Obviously, AJ and the Queen is a fabulous role for you. Do you have any other yeah. fa- uh, favorite fabulous roles you're f- most proud of? Oh, goodness. I wouldn't say most proud. It's sort of like choosing your favorite child. Or, yeah. you know, it's like I said, every every job, every experience leads to the next. And, it, and it's totally different. I can't say that one's better than the other. But holy cow, I mean... Wayne's World changed my life. It really did. Uh, it went from, you know, who's Tia Carrera to get me Tia Carrera. You know, yeah. the, the whole, what's that old yeah. the Hollywood adage <laughs> yes. Yes. to uh, get me a younger Tia Carrera to <laughs> who's Tia Carrera? <laughs> oh, she's Lady Danger on AJ and the Queen. Ow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's it was uh, pivotal in my life and... It made everything else possible after it because it was such a huge phenomenon. Huge phenomenon. It was the smallest, littlest movie on the Paramount set. Uh And uh, my trailer was as big as this table. Uh And um, uh, and it made $250 million all over the world back then for Paramount. Yeah. Wow. And I, um, what, um, so what movies are you not proud of? Oh, goodness. (laughs) They told me it would be an art movie. It would be shot in silhouettes. (laughs) I was young. I needed the money. Don't judge. I see you did one of those too. I lower your laugh. Yay, I made RuPaul laugh. No, it's so true. I mean, everybody in Hollywood has a story. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, those are the the things that allow you to get strong. You know, it's in in the mistakes that you make and that You kiss a few frogs. That's right. You kiss a few frogs and you, you learn... Uh, you learn your parameters from from the mistakes, and if you're fortunate enough to come back from that and to to you know get another bite of the apple, then you can you can put that knowledge into work. It and makes to, it all the sweeter. It you certainly know? does. And it to have does. this role now, yeah. meeting me at a time and place in my life where I can own being. A woman yeah. of a certain age, of a certain fullness, yeah. of a you know a very healthy place to be, and just tear into it yeah. and have no pride and no you know no posturing. I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna be this character and I'm gonna commit to her. And it was delicious. I, it was and, so much and fun. And you know what? It paid off because you steal the show. No, you I steal do not. The I show. Do not. Yes. Thank you very much. AJ and the Queen's coming up uh, very soon. Uh, actually, on uh, January 10th, streaming on Netflix. Um, we've got more Tia Carrera right after this. Everybody loves the feeling of winning, especially the feeling of winning the holidays. If you're giving everybody Bomba socks this holiday, you deserve a spot in the Holiday Gifting Hall of Fame. Listen. Every single year, my daughter, by the way, my daughter Lily loves socks. It's like her thing. My thing is I wear Lily's thing are socks. Is socks? Are socks. They love socks. Anyway, she loves the Bomba socks. And did you know, this is a sidebar, that socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters? Bomba socks were created to change that. This is exactly their mission statement. Every pair you buy, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Bomba socks are soft. They're not just pretty soft, more like made with the softest cotton in the world soft. And they're built with extra cushioning. So no matter whether you're walking the dog, chilling at home, playing drums, dancing, 
saving the world. You'll be comfortable. Bomba socks provide support in places you didn't even know you needed it, like your arches. Each sock is built with a special arch support system that's supportive, but not too light, like a nice little hug, but on your foot. And have you ever noticed that annoying toe seam that most socks have? That little ridge on the top? Bomba's got rid of that. From now on, it's just smooth sailing all the way across the top of your foot. You know that person who's just a gift enigma, completely impossible to shop for because we all have one. Bombas is the gift that even that person will love. Everybody will. So if you want to give someone a perfectly nice gift, give them a candle. If you want to be a holiday gifting ninja, give them Bombas. Go to bombas.com slash rue and get 20% off any purchase during their big holiday sale. November 18th through December 5th, that's bombas.com, B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash rue for 20% off. Bombas.com slash rue. Oh, those feet are going to be happy. Yes. Maw me, maw me. <laughs> this are. is the maw me mix. <laughs> we are back with Tia Carrera. We're talking about her career, her very long career in this uh, place we call Hollywood USA. And uh, she's starring with me in AJ and the Queen, which is on Netflix now. Uh, and it's just fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. You know, it looks I just, so good. It looks so good. It I just showed you the trailer. It's so big. It's, you cry, you laugh, you you, you scream, it's got it all. It it's touches it your all. heart. I just remember back to our read-throughs. Yeah. We, there's these table reads that we do, and it's 10 people at a table, yeah. and it grew to 20 and 30, and yeah. everybody wanted to be there because they were laughing. Yeah. They were crying. They yeah. were like, oh my gosh, that touched my heart. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Well, you talked about it earlier, the passion of Michael Patrick King, who, of course, is uh you know a legend in this town you know he sex uh, in the city sex in the city and two broke girls two and broke the girls. comeback the comeback the comeback my goodness aj and the queen yes the comeback for me <laughs> yes yes but it's it's just amazing i mean his his intellect his talent his passion how, how many and of his the tires tirelessness tirelessness to write to produce to direct he does it all with so much passion so we had other directors too um, Mm -hmm. uh, do you, um, what, what was, um, the difference? What was the difference with the other directors? Actually, after you today, we've got, um, Adam, uh, Shankman's coming in to talk. You, you did an episode with him. Um, that's the, uh, the episode in the RV with the snakes. Yes. Yes. Yes, That was hilarious with the snake. (laughs) Yes. You, your character put the snake in there, right? Yes. Don't judge. (laughs) A girl's got to do what she's got to do. I think you just gave away something right there. You know, just dropped the jam on I, I that. I did. I certainly did. Listeners, don't let it ruin the episode. Don't let it ruin the episode. But um, your character and and um, um, Damien, you're kind of like um, Boris and Natasha. Yes. In a yes. way. That's uh, MPK. It's like you're like Boris and Natasha as seen through a David Lynchian lens. I'm like, <laughs> wow. That's yeah. that's a mouthful right there. So you spent a lot of time with uh, Josh Segarra. Josh Segarra. What's he like? So wonderful. Fun to work with. Just an easy partner to play off of. Yeah. And um, there was a scene that I had to spit my gum and it just landed right on him. I was like, I'm so sorry. But he's like, no, it's On his fun. face? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was just, it was one of those scenes where we're chasing you around. It was just like, yeah, it was, it was a candy. It was candy. It was uh-huh. candy. So you spit it out and it lands on his face. Yeah. <laughs> See, cause I have a different, I have a different 
relationship with him because he was very different around me. Yeah, you opened your mouth and your mouth landed on his face. Yeah, I saw you. Whoa, in that hallway, that makeout scene. Like, whoo. Well, but see, you know, it's so weird. It's weird. I made you blush. Well, no, it's weird because um, I've I don't think I've ever I've done anything like that on camera before. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, uh, he, he, you know, you got to have more fun with him. Um, we were kind of like, oh my god, okay. Okay, we're about to start kissing. <laughs> I know. Here's the bedroom scene. Yeah, 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 oh my yeah. god, let so me was, suck in my abs. <laughs> it's different. It's different. You know. Uh, so I'm I'm curious about what he's like. It was playtime. We're just like blah blah blah. And let me tell you this about that. Okay, let's go uh-huh. and just like, stay loose and listen to each other and just dig in. Yeah. Um. It was funny because it was almost it was like a role reversal because I was always the girl that was worried about wearing a bikini and you know sucking my stomach in and looking pretty and stuff. And he is a complete neurotic mess in this show, yes. like about his body and right, how he appears. And I'm sitting there eating you know egg McMuffins <laughs> one after the other. It was just like shameless. That's right, because you're the you're sort of the butch one in the whole. Mm-hmm. You're like I'm boss lady, the boss lady, exactly. Yeah, so berating uh, him most of the time. Yeah, no. Um, uh, when uh, MPK told me that uh, you were reading for this, I said, "Oh my goodness, she's perfect, perfect fingers." I'm crossed. glad you thought so. Absolutely. Do who do you know? Who else read for that role? Do you? Do you know? I have no idea. I saw a girl that walked out. I had never seen her before, but she was dressed up. She had like the eye patch on and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I'm sure every Asian actress in town probably read for this. Are you kidding me? RuPaul, Michael Patrick King. So when they're like calling when, their agents, like, why ain't I in there? Over the years, when you've gone on auditions, um, who are the actresses you would see every single time at auditions? Oh, gosh. Um, going up for your, the same part as you. Uh, De- I mean, Kelly, who and I, uh-huh. uh, and uh, what was that girl that was in the, that Eddie Murphy movie, Golden Child? Oh, in yes. The, in the beginning of my career, yes. I would see her a couple of times, but I hadn't seen her since yeah. then. Yeah. I forget. She's English. Yes. I, I remember uh, her. I, <clears throat> I, I I ran into her in New York about 20 years ago and I haven't seen her. I think she left the business. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen her since either, but um, she, uh, oh, I forget now. Uh, oh, anyway, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what do you say? You know, you've been in town for a long time, uh, <laughs> very successful. What What do you say when you run into people who you started out with whose careers didn't go the way they wanted it to go? How do you uh, sort of reconcile that relationship? How well, do you navigate that? I, you know... <sighs> Well, first of all, their lives could have taken a different turn and they might be much happier out of the business than, than, you know, where we are here today. But, um, it's the luck of the draw. I mean, my sister came out here to Hollywood and I was very successful at the time. And I said to her, I said, I was lucky. Um, I worked really, really hard to capitalize on whatever opportunity came my way so that I would be you know, as prepared as I could be, but I was lucky. And just because I'm, I'm lucky doesn't mean that you're, you're going to be lucky. And it's a very fickle business that way. Mm -hmm. And also just because I'm lucky today, tomorrow, it it might cut your way, who knows, but it's, it's, um, I think it's more about stubbornness Mm -hmm. and, and, and being able to, uh, not, not protect yourself, but 
have something outside of this so that it doesn't destroy you yeah. when it doesn't cut your way. Because yeah. a lot of movies n didn't go to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't end up doing Golden Child, mm -hmm. um, but it's because I was on General Hospital doing a you know that show. I was unfortunate because I could have killed that role. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know it wasn't for me. Wasn't and for then you. Wayne's role came along, and I killed that one. And that yeah. was for me because I was a singer and an actress, and I was tough. Did and you really funny. know how to play the guitar? No, you didn't. No. You faked it. Um, I had to learn four songs in two weeks uh -huh. and that's like patting your the head and yeah. rubbing your stomach at the same time playing the bass and singing very very hard yeah yeah, yeah. and so um you know uh have you ever considered leaving the business had it ever gotten so tough where you thought you know what i think i'm done uh i think because i was so successful like okay well when i was homeless and had no money yeah. well and you know, there's sleep, that and sleeping on the hallway floor yeah. you know well no she, i think she had a like a mattress in there but um that was fortunately happened when i was young enough yeah. that i could bounce back and i was fearless and there was no plan b mm -hmm. you know um my parents are broken up uh i it didn't feel like i could go back home and i think maybe that's what kept spurring me forward mm -hmm. that that wasn't an option. So maybe not having a plan B made it, uh, yeah. you know, imperative that you have to keep going forward. And, you know, I've always been very, um, conservative, you know, I learned from my grandmother, you know, don't buy it if you can't afford it. Sure. You know, uh, she would, as soon as she got a bill from Sears, we we're in the car driving to Ala Moana to go pay off her bill at Sears, uh -huh. you know, it's cause she never wanted to have any debt. Sure. And so that kind of, um, instilled in me, a. a financial, you know, uh, responsibility. Yeah. And that's what carries you over the years that you're Absolutely. not working because you're making all this money now, but for the next few years, if you amortize it over the next few years, it's like you're working a regular job. Oh, trust me. I've been, <laughs> I've been interviewing uh, new accountants, uh, lately and they tell me the horror stories of I have the a other great people. Business manager. I'll tell you off air. Uh, tell me the horror stories of people, especially young, young money who, who start making money and they, they don't save for taxes and you know one of the oh. things that i tell the kids on drag race after we finished and at the reunion the first thing i say is listen to me a couple of things number one pay your taxes oh, of course and number two and this it's three things but it's the number two thing it's three things in one which is um uh show up on time be prepared and don't complain you know, they, those all go together mm -hmm. and that can sustain you, uh, in this business for a good long time, financially at least. And, uh, you know, again, luck has so much to do with this. Yes. Talent. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, but perseverance and sick. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. But there's an element of luck to this that, mm -hmm. um, uh, people don't give enough, uh, credence to, yes. you know? Yes, and 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 also you can be lucky for a period of time, sure, and then not lucky. And there's a fallow period. Um, you know, you're too old to play the ingenue, mm -hmm. you're too young to play the mother, and then the grandmother. And it's sort of like you have to have other, you know, interests, yeah. other businesses, you know, an, another life outside of it, so it doesn't um, sink you. What is your sister doing now? My sister, she's been an executive assistant at different companies. Here in LA. Yeah. No, not in Los Angeles. Uh -huh. She doesn't. She still doesn't like LA very much. Uh -huh. It was. Uh, it kind of broke her heart because a lot of people will lie to your face. Yeah. And she just couldn't reconcile that. I'm like, why are they so mean? They said they were going to do this and they yeah. didn't. I'm like, Audra, sometimes maybe they have the best of intentions that they're going to do something, but they couldn't pull it together and 
they couldn't tell you that they couldn't pull it off. I don't know, you know, but there's a lot of that in LA and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough place. It is tough, but you know, um, uh, you know, you've been very uh, fortunate with going and auditioning and getting roles. Have you ever produced a project for yourself? I actually am pitching a show right now that hopefully um, it, it would be a perfect fit for me. And yeah. I have some writers that uh, are wonderful husband and wife team that uh, are wonderful, you know, multi Emmy award winning. And so I'm watch this space, yeah. hopefully, yeah. To, to play a, a really tough, complex, dark character. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's the thing is, you know, uh, for uh, the people who are going to auditions it's almost like winning the lottery because it really you, you, is. You, the the odds are so stacked against you unless you're very lucky the other aspect to that is to create, create those your roles own for content yourself. yeah 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 that's what happened with aj and the queen you know my you agent, and mpk yeah my agent said well, listen rue you know people are are interested in what you're doing right now uh is there a writer uh in town that you'd like to have a meeting with. I said, without missing a beat, I said, uh, Michael Patrick King. And so we set up, incredible. we set up a meeting and, uh, within 15 minutes of that meeting, we had the concept for AJ and the queen within wow. 15 minutes. There you go. It was meant to be, mm-hmm. you know, very much, you know, meant to but be. I think that, <clears throat> I think, uh, that, uh, yes, I know you've played very famous villains in the past, but, uh, I think, the role of Lady Danger is going to change the trajectory of your career in a way that you're going to be offered a lot more varied roles. Well, from your mouth to God's ears. Yeah, I really do. I really do. Because you are such Thank a standout you. in this thing. <gasps> and, uh, I'm Let not me knock p- on wood. I'm so superstitious. Well, you know, there. Uh, I'm not going to give any of anything away, but you have a, a, a few taglines in this show. Oh, boy. <laughs> Is it going to be a ringtone? I think Am so. Am I going to be a ringtone? I think you are. <laughs> you have to watch the show to know what we're laughing yes, about. Yes, yes. What, what was, what, oh, what was the most difficult? We had to work on that sound, actually. I know. We were, we were working on that to come up with the right tone and accent and, yeah. It's, it's well, you perfected it. <laughs> uh, was there a tough, what was the toughest part about doing this character? Um, I think the toughest part was uh, the discussions before we actually started shooting. It was dialing in exactly where she is. And I couldn't figure out the tone or how big or how, you know, like the over the top thing mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Um, the accent mm-hmm. um, because I'm from Hawaii, but she's Asian. And, you know, it's sort of, it's kind of a, uh, trying to figure out who she is and where she lived in my voice and in my posture. And, yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about your, your childhood in Hawaii, but w- what's your relationship to Hawaii today? Do you go to all the islands or do you only go to uh, Honolulu? I go to go- Oahu, uh, Honolulu, where <clears throat> I grew up. I go to my old neighborhood in Kalihi. I, you know, I love staying the fancy hotels there. Yeah. Um, I loved getting a, a convertible and driving around the island. Yeah. Now I have my beaches that I like to go to and so, my restaurants I like to go to. So what 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 can you recommend for me uh, going to Hawaii? What can you recommend um, uh, on Honolulu? Like what what hotels? Like I I, I usually go to Maui and oh. stay at the Four Seasons because they have really good pancakes there. <laughs> 
Uh, and, That's so funny. The pancakes. Yeah. And, you don't and, eat pancakes. I didn't see you eat one pancake trust on me. AJ and the Queen. Well, I, I couldn't on AJ and the Queen. And when you see the when you the see the outfits I wear, <gasps> you know I couldn't. Amazing. But some, you know, if I if I have a little bit of a cheat time, uh, we'll go to Maui. Um, but haven't been to Honolulu in uh, maybe ten years. Where should I go in Honolulu? Uh, I love the Kahala Resort, which Kahala? is yeah. Are there a lot of kids there? Uh, Probably. I mean, there would be. And yeah. there's also um, the two finest hotels there uh, are the Kahala Resort, which is in a separate area outside of Waikiki. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little bit further out. No, yeah. Not that far out, but yeah. anyway, it's not in Waikiki proper. Yeah. And then there's a Halekulani, which is a very fine five-star hotel right in the heart of Waikiki, but it's like an oasis, mm-hmm. you know, uh, its own world. Um, so those two hotels are fantastic. Um, Ellen Wong's restaurant. Ellen Wong. Ellen, A-L-A-N, Allen. Uh-huh. Wong's restaurant. What do you it's order on there? The, um, everything. Yeah. He's an amazing chef. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it's... Outside of Waikiki, you have to, you know, you have to drive. Sure. To, but it's right by the Ala Moana there. It's a, yeah. it's in a bit, it's an office building, like uh-huh. on the uh, third floor or whatever. Yeah. But it's definitely worth the drive. Alan Wong. Alan Wong. A L A N. And then Wong. Yeah. And I, I believe uh, Obama would go there as well. Really? It's, yeah. It's like you never heard about this restaurant. I'm like, but you know, it's always busy. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's very. You know James Beard Award winning chef Alan huh. Wong. Yep. Yeah, pop over there. Um, yeah. What do we have? Highly recommend. We have? Are we? Are we going to take a break? Okay. Oh. we'll be right back with more uh, Tia Carrera. One of our favorite things about doing our Squarespace ads here is reading the emails from you guys. We get some amazing emails. We want you to keep them coming in and you can send them to RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com about your Squarespace websites. You can get a free trial with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com. We'll get more into that in a minute. First, let's get to one of our great letters. So this one says, hey, squirrel friends, I'm a newer listener to your podcast, but I'm absolutely obsessed. Not only is it sheer entertainment, but I find your topics and conversation insightful, um, informative, very inspiring. I've been going through a bit of a rough patch lately and your podcast always lifts my spirits and helps me find motivation to push on day to day. I've taken your positive reviews of Squarespace very seriously and finally decided to create my own website. As a professional performing artist and dance instructor, I find casting opportunities are more and more reliant upon a strong online and social media presence. In addition to having easily accessible photos, reels, video clips, etc. So I knew creating a new website was a good choice for me. You can find me at ChristopherMHoward.com. Here I've created a simple but effective layout that showcases my strengths as a performer and instructor, including videos, photos, multiple resumes, and a news section, even clean links to all of my social media accounts. Squarespace was so easy to use and provides excellent on-demand customer service for those moments that you just need a little help with your website. Thank you for the awesome recommendation and for the positive motivation and inspiration through your weekly podcast. You have a new listener for life. Thank you so much for that, Christopher. And I'm telling you guys, that's how easy it is. So to get that free trial with no credit card required, just go to squarespace.com. And when you are blown away and ready to confirm a plan, use the offer code RU to get 10% off. Thanks again to Squarespace and keep sending in your websites to RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com. That's squarespace.com, offer code RU. The best pancakes are <laughs> at, in Maui at the Four Seasons. The and, best uh, pancakes are on Oahu. On Oahu. In, in this place that I grew up eating at the counter. Oh, really? It's called Liliha Bakery. 
I would say it again. L I L I H A. Okay. Liliha Bakery, and it's the old one in uh, Kalihi, in my neighborhood. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's one that's right down by Waikiki on your way from the airport to Waikiki. Uh-huh. But my favorite one is up in my neighborhood, and it's one counter. You sit at the counter, and they make the food for you right there. And you just get regular pancakes. Regular pancakes <laughs> are unbelievable. Yeah. I. I I, I uh, challenged the uh, Maui Four Seasons pancakes <laughs> with the Liliha Bakery pancakes from the counter in Kalihi. Yeah. You know, um, when uh, I think the last time, uh, time before last when we were there, um, the, the top news story on the local news in all of Hawaii, the top number one news story oh, was oh. the shortage of kimchi on the island. That was a big thing. It's a big yeah. thing because of hurricanes or something. The fact that the kimchi, kimchi shortage. shortage. <laughs> the kimchi shortage of 2018 <laughs> brought restaurants across Oahu to their knees. Well, I've never what will we do now? I've heard of such yeah. a thing. Do you eat kimchi? I love kimchi. It's uh, you know, Korean food. It's the uh it's the it's a probiotic in it that's good for your digestion. So uh-huh. you'll have it with you know, your plate lunch, which is, you know, barbecue chicken, uh, white rice, um, macaroni salad, and you'd have kimchi with it. You know, I know. But isn't it, wait a minute, it's... it's um, Carbs on top of carbs. It's it's bok choy, or mm-hmm. it's, it's bok choy cabbage. chopped up. Ca- it's cabbage mm-hmm. with um, very chili. spicy chili in it. Yeah. Yeah. So chili, I, vinegar, so the fermented, the fermentation fermented, process. Right. So the storms had killed... The cabbage. Is that what happened? I forget what it was that was wrong with it. I remember like, what do you mean there's a shortage of kimchi? That's the craziest (laughs) thing I've ever heard. I don't know what it was that was a problem with it, but yes, it was real. Yeah. And I love kimchi. Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I don't think I've ever had it. It's really good for your system. You might want to try it. There was this whole health thing out like, oh, the fermented, you know, cabbage kimchi is very good for you. What is your cheat food? What is your go-to place? Oh my goodness. What's my cheat food? (laughs) My whole life's a cheat. (laughs) You'll see me in this show. You're like, yeah, she's been cheating. No, you look great. You look fantastic. Thank you. And because you're wearing some of the skimpiest outfits. Well, the brightly colored like jumpsuits the zipper top you know yeah you look great and they're all bought like i think they were like amazon.com uh-huh. you yeah. know it was hilarious our look- costumer was amazing fabulous she? absolutely she fabulous so what so what do you do for a cheat you live Jeez. here in la live in la yeah. um i don't know what do i do to cheat you know eat like a 10 year old like you know my daughter likes to go to fast food and really yeah you know, she likes to go to jack in the box uh-huh. and stuff like that so yeah she'll get like you know chicken nuggets and french fries i'm like oh french fries the smell of french fries in a closed car it's like some sort of torture in my it life it is it is i you know i can't get away with doing it you know sometimes you know i, I do a little something but um you know i'm always very conscious of it because i have costumes well, look at you you're, you're a clothes horse you're just you know you're the perfect model to I, hang clothes on i it's love like, clothes yes but you know i'm 59 years old it you know uh the way it, it comes easy. on so easy. It doesn't seem like it. Well, it doesn't seem you know, like it. That's on you. because of a lot of sacrifices. But so what? So you've had a long career. What do you want to do that you haven't done? Are there roles that you would love to play that they don't offer you? You know, Anna Karenina, or <laughs> you know, you know, the Queen Elizabeth. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I, I know, I know the things that I shouldn't be doing, and those are two of them: <laughs> Anna Karenina and the Queen of England. <laughs> 
probably not gonna be in the cards for my future. So um, I would like to play a role where I get to sing, though. Be yes. a tortured artist. The thing is, uh, the type of character that when they're on stage, they're luminescent, they're perfection, they're amazing. Then they step off the stage and they're in an abusive relationship. Right. They're a complete mess. They're an insecure puddle on the floor. Just that disconnect is so fascinating to me. And I love that I would be able to sing it and act it. You, you know, know, as you said that, the first- I understand her. The first thought that came to mind was you could play the Yvonne Elliman story. Wasn't she Hawaiian? Yvonne Elliman. Wow. I got to meet her at an autograph show. She's no longer yeah. with us. Is that right? No, she's around. She is around. God, I, I, hope, what, I hope I didn't. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he, he's looking it up right now. Yvonne yeah. Elliman, if I can't if have you. If I can't you, have you. Yes. I don't want nobody, baby. Love. Love. Yeah. But um, she was Hawaiian. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, she is alive. And she is alive. She um she was uh in uh Jesus Christ Superstar. That's right. She, she played says, Mary Magdalene. Right. I don't know how to love you. Uh, uh, I, I don't just, know she, how to Yeah, she love she sang that. You. Yeah. Yep. Uh so uh, you know, there's a role right there, you know, uh playing her story. I don't know if she's had a lot of tragedy in her life, but she had some big hits. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But um, I feel like Lady Sings the Blues, ooh. you know. Um uh What's that Diana Ross movie? She ends up in the insane asylum. Yeah, that's Lady Sings the Blues. That is Lady Sings. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Right. What? So, um, what songs? What? What songs are in your repertoire? Are they covers? Are songs that you write yourself? Um, most of the show is all my originals, and then I have four covers in it. Yeah. We so. have to do a song together. You know, because what we'll do is for the soundtrack of AJ and the Queen, two season two. Ooh. We'll have to put together a soundtrack. Ooh. And we'll have to sing a song together. Don't tease me. No, that would yes, be great. It's a tease. I just <gasps> I just finished uh, an album yesterday. You did, and it's going to come out uh, in January. So um, uh, fantastic! Yeah. Well, I've been buying your vinyl over at Sweet Hollywood. I saw I've that. been like spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Like, yes. like here, this yeah. T-shirt. I love your Congratulations yes. T-shirt. I wear that. All the time. Well, you bought My a lot RuPaul of the, hoodies. You bought a lot of stuff so I can sign for charities. All, yes, how many charities are you involved you. with? Well, there was, I was, some, you know, people, they reach out to me like, hey, I'm doing this charity thing and blah, blah, blah. That one was for the arts. Uh -huh. um, and it was a, a school for the arts that they were having a hard time getting funding for. And um, Matt Sorum reached out to me. I'm like, yeah. well, you know, I'm working with RuPaul. I can go and buy a bunch of stuff from Sweet Hollywood and ask him if he'll sign it. And yeah. it was great. It was fantastic. And this other one was a Native American organization. Wow. Yeah. So so, so the songs that you write, do you, do you do covers in your show? Yeah, I do. Which ones? But there's um, Wicked Game oh, yeah. from Chris Isaac, yeah. uh, Sweet Dreams oh, wow. from, from Annie Lennox. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's another one? And oh, are, X's and O's from L. King. Oh, right, right, right. And I worked with her father, Rob Schneider, the comic. Rob Schneider is L. King's uh, dad. You're kidding. X's and O's, they haunt me. Yeah, her dad's Rob Schneider. The comedian. I had no idea. Isn't that funny? That's wild. He, she came to visit the set in Hawaii. We're working on this movie, You May Not Kiss the Bride. And we were working together. And she's like, oh, it's my daughter, Elle. She's a musical artist. And and then she came out with this song like a couple of years later. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah, yeah. Just blew the doors off. Wow. Yeah, fantastic. So, so when do you get to write? Do you, And when you write these songs, do you also record them and put albums out? 
I, you know, it's, I've been doing all this Hawaiian stuff for the past yeah. you know, number of years. And this is my first foray out with, you know, English language and trying to figure out what kind of sound I want it to be. And, yeah. you know, like I said, violin and cello and piano and, you know, a jazz, small jazz drummer with percussion sort of yeah. vibe, a very intimate sounding. This so is more you, for live performance. Who do you listen to in the car? I love early Sia, uh-huh. Sia stuff, um, yeah. zero, got, zero 07. She's you know, got a couple of songs on the new Celine Dion album that are fantastic. Really? Yeah. One, wow. One's called Heart of Glass, and I think it's one. there's one with David Guetta um, uh, the, called Lying Down or something like that. Sia's on there. She's a fantastic yeah. songwriter and performer. And I love Adele. I love anything I can sing along with. Yeah. I'm, I'm a real-life Carpool karaoke. Uh-huh. I just put music on that I can sing to. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and do you always have music uh, around you? Uh, not when I'm trying to concentrate. Like if I'm trying to do work on the computer, yeah. I can't have music on because it distracts yes. me. Yes. Yeah. 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 Me too. Um, so, um, you know, on AJ and the Queen, uh, it was new for me to have to memorize so much dialogue well you day were after driving day after the show day. you a were in lot. every scene but on on relic hunter you were in every scene <laughs> you brought out relic hunter <laughs> that was fun how many that years was, did you do that i it was only three years uh-huh. that i did relic hunter but it was 22 episodes a season yeah where so did you in new zealand six episodes no i shot it in uh toronto and paris uh-huh. <gasps> Uh, j'adore Paris. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Spain and England. All over. So we were shooting all over. It was a co-production. With... So we had money from England and, you know, France yeah. and Canada, but U.S. On that show, you had to learn a lot of dialogue. A, a lot of historical dialogue mm-hmm. and a fight choreography. And I was like, please, I don't want to fight today. Just yeah. let me sleep in. I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. But, um, yeah, memorization... Um, I, I the, the historical facts were hard to memorize, but generally speaking, don't you find like a dialogue has a flow to it? Absolutely. An ask and answer sort of thing. Like if you respond, then they're going to respond like this. I mean, some of the words, maybe you'll have to synopsize and fudge unless it's, you know, exact dialogue that they need to get across. But, you know, it's mostly conversation and conversation sort of has a flow if it's well-written. Absolutely. I've been in things where like, Okay, this doesn't make any sense. Like, we would never speak this way in the real world. Yeah. I don't understand how this is written this way. But you know, the flow between you and Izzy was just so well. It, it's you know, natural. Izzy and I, uh, we just have a natural um, chemistry together. But also, you do. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I love it. I love it. But what happened after uh, you know two weeks of doing all that dialogue is the muscle in my brain. You must have uh, been exhausted. It was, I was exhausted, but it's uh, the muscle became so strong, and I knew the character so well that I, I knew what, what you would resist, what, what, what you say. would reply yeah. with, and yeah. it, and you know the tone it should be set in. So it was interesting to watch the muscle memory that you know to, to kick in like that. You know, it's good for our brains to learn and be challenged by things. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, so we were talking about roles that uh, you would love to play and use, you know, a, a singer, a some type role. of, a, you could, you know, you could. A you, dark serial killer. I don't know why I'm so attracted to the dark side. Well, because you've, you've never, you've always played um, uh, mostly a fun lovely people. So I guess it's very organized or very, you know, straightforward. Yeah. Something about that dark, sloppy, nasty 
parts, you know. Well, trust me, you will be playing villains, I bet, for the rest <laughs> of your life now because oh. you are such a fabulous villain in Thank this you. show. Well, I'm excited because it's it's uh, it's a world that you don't get to explore in real life. Yeah. So, you know, you can be more daring, you can be more nasty, you can be more complex and tortured and in a way that we always have to be together and on top of things in real life, you well, know. Also, Lady it's liberating. Jane, I find it liberating. And, and Lady Danger has a story. She, it's almost, it's um, there. It's a, it's a tragic story. It's, it's a, um, uh, I mean, she, she does have a backstory that is, without giving anything away, um, that has some depth and darkness to it. Yeah, it's know? kind of heartbreaking when she's. Uh, you go, wow, oh man. Yeah. She she really was on a path. And if she had turned if she had zigged instead of zagging, she could be somewhere completely different. Is your character based on someone that you know? Myself. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Without the killing and public nudity. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. My story involves that too. Um but <laughs> Like I said, you know, you 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 identify with a character and you bring out parts of yourself and your own backstory. So she's very much uh, somebody that I understand. Yeah. Scrapping and clawing her way up to the middle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was saying like, because somebody's like, how, you know, what, what about the character of Lady Danger? How do you describe her? I said, well, it's sort of like if, if everything went terribly wrong with Cassandra from Wayne's World and she lost her moral compass uh -huh. badly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's true, but it's just, uh, somehow you're able to infuse humanity into her because she really does have depth. You know, there are scenes where she's talking to her grandchild and there are scenes oh my gosh. where oh my gosh. she is um, wielding a gun and... Uh, you know, hurling threats around. But that that's Michael Patrick King. He, it was all on the page. Yeah. And he's watching me. He goes, okay, so there, you really, you know, this really, you know, hurts you or what, you know, whatever it is. And he's so specific with his characters that um, I was looking to him for the direction and, 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 you know, I brought all my stuff to it too. But it's good to have that, that um, perspective on the outside saying, yeah. okay, I know what you're going for there, but. Let's take it even further. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's go. Let's dance. Well, that's what's so interesting. What, can you get the phone, sir? If it's the cops, it's I'm yeah, not if here. If it's the cops, she's not here. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what makes it so... Oh, that's that's probably Adam. Would you have Adam... Just tell him... Bring him up. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. is, You know, when um, I worked on the comeback with him, with Michael Patrick King, and he, he directed this episode... And he adjusted me. And his adjustment was perfection. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my goodness, he's right. I knew in that moment I knew that's I could trust direction. him. That's direction. And man. that he he was the eyes on myself that I could trust. Mm -hmm. And so when that's why when my agent said, uh, who would you want to work with? I said, oh, Michael Patrick King. There it is, right there. And here we are all this time later. And it's perfect. Not that much later. Yeah, Only not a couple that much years. Later. Wow. A couple of years. It's been a couple of years. This went like grease lightning. Yes. Well, Tia, thank you so much thank for talking you. to us. And this is wonderful getting I'm, to visit with you. This is a treat. We didn't get to talk as much on set. I know, because we were working. But <gasps> yep. uh, I'm just excited that we are we have this this shared experience together that will live forever and ever and ever. And that uh, people will be so 
inspired by this show. Oh, yay. Because it's got so much heart. It's funny. It's heartbreaking. And it's just beautiful. I love the, the, at the heart of it, it's just, it's inclusivity, it's open-mindedness, yes. it's love, and don't prejudge, yes. and don't put anybody in a box. Absolutely, absolutely. Come on in, come on hey, in. Hey, come, hi. Hello, <laughs> hello. We're all here. We're the all, all the here. The gang's all oh, here. We're just Hello. going. Hey, give me a kiss. Hi, baby. We're going to. We're gonna uh, send Tia off, and then we've got our next guest coming up. Thank you, my dear. Aloha. Aloha, <laughs> and bye, Michelle. Wherever you are. I hope I get to meet you soon. Yeah. <laughs> bye. bye. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself. How in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get a name, man? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen. Hey, hey,